Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Peace, everyone, and welcome to the Edible Activist Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa L. Jones, broadcasting live from the lobby of The Line, D.C., This podcast is where dynamic people of color in the food and agricultural space share their personal food journeys, passions, and perspectives that stem from the land, all exemplifying the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. everyone. This is Melissa L. Jones here on the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the lobby of the line DC here on Full Service Radio. I am excited today because this space is really for connecting. And um, I, I have a special guest. Yes, all my guests are special, who has actually worked with a number of, of folks who I've interviewed in this space. And I just love how the dots just connect and cross over. So I have Brennan Gerald, I pronounced that right, right? Okay, <laughs> should have actually that before. Who is a native of DC, Uptown, y'all. You say Uptown, okay. <laughs> Uptown, and is a creative consultant who fa- co-founded Different World, which is a full-service creative consultant agency that designs solutions to help brands reach their business goals. Their tribe is made up of strategists, healers, designers, alchemists herbalists, indigenous cultural enthusiasts, and plant-based, ethical, eco-friendly vegan businesses. You got Uh, it. (laughs) Because that's a lot. That's a lot. But that's dope. Like, that is so dope. So, actually, he co-founded it with his brother, who couldn't be here today. Correct. But together, they teach businesses and professionals how to harvest the windfall of profit that's sitting in every business. Ooh, you better preach. Like, that spoke to my soul when I heard you say that on the web. There you go. It spoke to my soul, okay? (laughs) That most people don't allow themselves to mind. And that is so freaking key. We'll get more into that, but... That really spoke to my soul because I've had conversations with individuals in this space about folks being afraid to make money Mm -hmm. or not knowing how to make money, Mm -hmm. especially as like black and brown folks. Like we got to get it. Absolutely. So that's what's up. That's what's up. So the rundown, we're going to get to know Brennan because I don't know Brennan personally, but I've seen his work and his his work is dope. And I really I'm hoping at the end of this show, y'all hit him up because this brother has some gems for real. Absolutely. We're going to learn about how Different World got started and your your unique niche that you focus on, because it's not just any types of brands. You have a very focused niche, you know, and the the individuals and the organizations that you work on work for or work with, I'll say. And then we're going to earn unearth your values and beliefs around food and sustainability that play a major role in your business model that I find just so dynamic. Let's do it. Welcome. Let's do it, thank you. I'm so happy to have you. I'm glad to be here. And again, like you have worked with some amazing folks who I've interviewed from Lisa Harris of The Water Hole, mm-hmm. the wonderful ladies of Eat, wonderful ladies of Eat, Eat for Beauty DC, yes. um, Xavier of Soyful City. Yep. I'm telling y'all, I love connecting these dots. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, so Brennan from Uptown, 
what so we're going to set your brand to the side for a moment because right. i like for people to be able to connect with the the, the interviewee are you the interviewee right i think you are did i say that okay um i want people to connect with you okay. so who are you where are you from digging the shirt you guys Thank can't you. see it but <laughs> who is brennan tell us about your roots um i am from uptown uh northwest dc um Grew up splitting a lot of time between um, Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., so I got to really grow up with a mix of different flavors that I think enrich my perspective on uh, design. And coming up through school, I always had a, a certain eye and, and taste uh, for fashion, technology, business. And uh, growing up, seeing my family members who were all entrepreneurs, it really inspired me from uh, my uncle, who's actually featured here on the shirt, King of Soul Food of L.A. Sweet. Uh, rest in peace, Unc. Um, rest in peace. Um, from seeing him start his food, his soul food empire, to seeing, uh, you know, my father start his law empire, to my mother and the different entrepreneurial ventures that she had. So I was really, uh, like I said, enriched with that entrepreneur spirit. Um, coming up through school, you know, it was like you get to unleash it a bit so in school I started different businesses from shoveling snow you know the usual car wash uh selling popcorn you know stuff like that just, <laughs> just to get your feet wet you know Absolutely. you gotta go door to door you might get did some you have nose. a lemonade stand too I didn't have a lemonade stand <laughs> I didn't um but I realized very quickly that I was doing a lot more work than I was getting paid for ooh, ooh. so I had to transition into web design so uh, years back, web design, you could charge a premium price for it. I figured out a way to outsource it uh, overseas and still charge the premium pricing here in the U.S. Okay. So that taught me the value of resources and knowing how to use them to your benefit. So my well, you were young and at this point. This was in high. This was in high school. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So okay. this was in high school. You are really ahead of the curve. I'm sure you're younger than me, but still. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think it was a lot of people. And again, it's, I think it's about back to resources, right? Yeah. Because I was fortunate enough to um, grow up with a computer, and being able to play around with the computer, you know, it, it sort of switches your mind to the different possibilities of what you can do from the gaming industry to like I said web design coding etc so up through high school you know I had my little web design business through college you know it, it was a little money here and there but it was good enough uh, for me to transition out of college and sort of go full-time to doing my own thing so out of college uh, I had a blog called EF lifestyle it was, EF lifestyle yeah, okay still for expressive frontier lifestyle and that was my first uh, business out of college and this allowed me to see the entire country. So we were doing uh, brand marketing back then, but we, we had a blog. So I knew that if I could get enough people to support me online via uh, posting some of the things that I like to talk about, I like to review like business, technology, uh, fashion, those type of things, I started seeing a following. and. I noticed that brands started latching on. So before I knew it, I was getting requests from brands like Jansport uh, Luggage and Nike Sportswear to do reviews on their products. Then it became to make a commercial for their products. Then it came, can you come cover this event out in LA? Wow. And so forth and so on. And I found that when I was in those circles, um, 
was a lot more opportunity. And I was fortunate enough to get some contracts with Atlantic Records and Sony Music that allowed me to tour around the country with certain artists. So uh, I was on a tour around the country with T.I. and uh, various other artists that really opened my eyes to how expansive things can be. You see, when when you stay in one place, you sort of think that's all there is for you. Because that's the only corner of the world that you see. Exactly. And I think that's where this D.C. crabs in a barrel mentality mm. is so profound because people don't see the opportunity and the possibilities that lay outside of the city limits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's funny because before we got started, I was like, Brendan, where are you from? And not because it was an accent thing or anything, because when I look at his website, I see L.A., I see all these other places, and I'm definitely. like, where is he? And I love it. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> but you're global for real. Yes, you have to be. You know, uh, I took uh, a global business class in college, and the teacher said, you can sit in the basement of your house, and if you operate your business and your brand efficiently, you can have others, other businesses, thinking you're a global business, yet you're just in the basement of your house. So why think small ever? Why think small ever? It's that mindset, man. Got to shift it. For we sure. talk about that a lot. Food plays a really major role in your brand. Definitely. And for all of my entrepreneurs out there, whether you have a food business, whether it's something connected to food, or even if it isn't, we know that branding is everything, marketing is everything. And even for me, you know, um, it wasn't until maybe a few years ago when I was really in this whole lane of like, okay, what does this brand look like? What is a brand? How, you, how do you define that? And I didn't learn, again, until a few years ago that a lot of it should reflect my values and what I believe in. So given that you work with a lot of you know, brands that are in the food space, the vegan, plant-based space, vegan space, um, raw vegan, um, and I'm sure some other areas, right. what is it about your beliefs that really speak to the work that you do like why is that so important because you just don't focus like on any brand right you have a niche absolutely um well one i prefer and actually demand of myself mm. to work with businesses brands etc that have a natural affinity and organic affinity with my lifestyle because then i could just be myself so mm. that's profoundly important to me um, especially when you're doing something like business, because business is a game of war. Uh, a lot of people, I think, overlook that. But at the end of the day, business is a game of war. And to operate within that space righteously and honorably, I think it makes it so much easier when you can work with brands that you can even say you love, you know, that you use even. So I think that builds the authenticity um, I think in terms of my background um, and branding, like you said, branding is really a person's gut feeling mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. your brand. You know, it's not so much the logo mark, but the gut feeling that people have. And I think to have an authentic gut feeling about the different world brand, it has to be authentic. So and even working with these food brands, I think one of the reasons they trust me is because I've been in the space. Right. You know, I, I actually delved in to the vegan raw food 
uh, catering and private chef industry myself uh, in 2010. So I was in the space. I was in the kitchens. I was making the food for, uh, you know, 200 plus people by myself, Dolo, you know, coming up with the menu options, uh, having, you know, queens like uh, Chef Lauren Vanderpool come through, taste the food, you know. So it's it's all about being authentic and me actually being in that space and these people knowing that I was in that space to help our community. Right. Because it was all about the food deserts trying to make it right, trying to open people's eyes up. Um, and having that respect, I think, builds in the client relationships because they can say, wow, he was really there, you know, and it allows me to focus on those type of businesses a lot more. Right. And it's you feel what they feel. For sure. And like you said, it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Absolutely. Now, when did you, were you always plant-based? Do you consider yourself plant-based or vegan? Because uh, we've had folks break this down for us in yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and people, people can get touchy about it. I yeah. mean, I would say, you know, it's plant-based vegan, alkaline vegan, whatever you want to call it. I just <laughs> abstain for cert- from certain things. Yeah. You know, so maybe the bar said it vegan, but still no processed stuff. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the sugar, salt, stuff like that. Yeah. So alkaline. Okay. All, okay. I get it. I get it. So what are some of the tactics that you use, especially when it comes to marketing and branding for like so we're let's say for example eat for beauty because they're very niche you know and shout out to milan and kayla and shout all out to them. kayla milan they're what's awesome up? they're Saskia, awesome and you know they focus on media you know and they're really trying to create this show this lifestyle of their journey right of you know being an ins- and i like how they say they're very intentional about being a, an inspiring raw foodists right you know because they may not be all the way there yet right so when you're working with a brand that's like in transition what does that flow what does that what does that workspace look like what Um, do those conversations consist of because it's always a transition absolutely i mean as is everything with life um i think it's beautiful yeah you know one e for beauty is really on the cusp of uh a multifaceted and multi-variable paradigm shift and some of the things that they plan to do for the community and have started doing laying roots for it's going to be tremendous wow um so the conversations you know are really very forward thinking and forward moving around food particularly in how to communicate these values of um higher life force higher Mm -hmm. higher consciousness Mm -hmm. consuming Right. One of the things that I love that they do, they do this workshop, this food, uh, a mindful eating workshop. Yes. And I had never heard about this. Right. So we grew up trying to eat as fast as we can. Right? <laughs> right, of course. So I do this. I do this mindful eating workshop and I'm sitting there, you know, meditating as I take in the food before trying to uh, ground myself in positive thought. And really, you experience the food a lot differently, you know, and it's even a meditation trying to slow down and enjoy your food and actually chew it exactly because i'll inhale some stuff (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so it's that type of you know almost metaphysical technology you know in terms of their uh group sessions and uh, their experiences that they create that i think we're going to see a lot more of 
across the wow. board. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna. Okay. So I'm gonna pause real quick because I I, I want to get back to that metaphysical technology because I saw that mm-hmm. and I need you to break that down. No doubt. But for those who are just tuning in, this is Melissa L. Jones here on the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the lobby of the Line DC here on Full Service Radio. I have the wonderful pleasure of sitting down with Brennan Gerald of a different world, which is a creative consultancy agency based all over DC. He's from uptown y'all. He's from DC. He works in, he does stuff in LA all over, just a really like global consultant agency and his tribe, which just really drew me. His tribe is, you know, consists of herbalists and, you know, um, you work farmers, you work with farmers too, farmers and people who are just in this food space and agriculture space and food and wellness and health and just working with them to get down to the bottom of their brand and help them maximize monetary opportunity that they don't see. And help them help more people. And help them help more people because it's about impact. Exactly. So when I was on your website, I saw metaphysical technology. Mm -hmm. Can you define that for me? For sure. If everybody else know, good for you because you're smart. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I need this broken down to me. Okay. Because I know it's something awesome. (laughs) Metaphysical technology is actually something I got put on to. Uh, by uh, Brethren Online. And essentially what it is, is technology that can raise your higher consciousness, can raise your uh, your energy level. So the easiest, most organic example of metaphysical technology would be a crystal, right? Okay. It could be okay. a pendant. It could be uh, uh, an organ pyramid, a diode, something of that nature. Um, but we're going to see a lot more of this technology start to appear. I mean, look at the crystal market. I yes. Mean, it's now a million I mean, you dollar turn market. turn your head and there's a crystal here and a crystal there. Exactly. But you can't buy from everybody, though. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> you can't buy from everybody. That's true. Because <laughs> that's energy. Exactly. So you already know. I already know. <laughs> I learned that real quick. I walked to a store one day and I was just like, y'all nasty and y'all trying to sell me crystals? Mm. Nope. I was And I was in, I was in Cali. Right. That's a negative. That's a negative. I had to back on out of that. Right. Oh, my gosh. What is so and we we you've kind of already answered this, but I definitely want to be intentional about asking this question, because, again, I, you know, and there's no bias here because I'm in the space of food or agriculture. All right. No bias here. (laughs) But your niche is just very dynamic. And if anything that I didn't learn when I first started my events business, a lot of people know I'm a corporate event planner by trade, trying to get out, semi-retired, trying to get out, okay? Although I have an event next week, I fly on Sunday. Um, the niche was something that I didn't focus on when I started my business, I didn't know. And then as I, maybe a couple years in, I was like, oh, now I get it. But what is so important to you, and I know you mentioned the fact that you can be yourself when you're working with mm-hmm. you know your clients because you guys speak the same language, right? And you've been in their shoes before, right? So what is so what what are a few other things that's just so important about focusing on this tribe versus other conventional you know um, industries? Well, I think because you could just work with anybody exactly. if you wanted to. You could, and you can go for the money. You can um, go for the money, exactly. But like I said, and I actually said this in uh, a recent podcast, is that if you're only in it for the money, you're going to find it a lot more challenging of an experience in entrepreneurship. Mm. But if you're in it and you love the people that you serve, which is not only your clients but also the people that you work with, yeah, then you have a much more enriching and fulfilling experience. 
and the work will nine times out of 10 have a longer lifespan. Yes. So I think that right there is the, the primary difference. Absolutely. Can I tell you that I'm there? I'm there. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. I'm there. I'm happy to hear I'm that. I'm there. And you know, no shade to my events career because I've learned a lot. Let me tell you, that's a skill set. And I wasn't, when I say I'm an event planner, y'all, I wasn't doing social events. I wasn't doing birthday parties or weddings. You know, Melissa, I was doing logistics and I was crunching numbers mm-hmm. and it was really all project management. And it really helped me a lot when it came to business. And so, but I didn't love it. Right. Right. And I was like, how can I get rid of these clients? Buddy? Yeah, you know, you got to love the people that you're working with. I didn't, I, well, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Right, but I didn't, there was some, some of them I liked, some of them I didn't, but it was just work. And I just, I fell out of, I don't think I was ever in love with it. Right. You know, and so now I'm in this space and I love it and it's soul searching. Mm-hmm. And I want to do, I want to make it better all the time. Right. Alexia knows I'm a little perfectionist over here, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm there. And that's so important for sure. And I need to have, and you need to have fun with it. You know, there's some days I wake up and I'm like, I just want to watch Netflix, you know? Oh, of course. But you do have to allow space to just not work sometimes because that's part of wellness exactly and self-care exactly because you can't run yourself into the ground doing you know I, I would actually suggest that all people do this i did this exercise right out of college and i i said now what do i love to do and how can i monetize it and mm. i just took a pen and paper and i wrote down what i love to do and figured out how to monetize it so you really can monetize your dreams and and entrepreneurship. That was going to be my next question for you. Can you monetize anything? You absolutely can monetize anything. They sell rocks on eBay. They do. They sell. You, I believe it. You could. You could probably get your baby cursing on eBay. You know, you just you just have to have a way. I think one of the keys to monetization is uh, how to get somebody's attention, right? And yeah. I, I think if you can put forth the self-serving benefit that the other person may receive from interacting with your business or brand, they are much more likely to look your way. Yeah. Then once they do look, that's your job and responsibility to provide some value for them and bring them into your tribe. When I tell y'all, Brennan is preaching (laughs) over here. And I'm not just saying that, like, first of all, I love that I really bring in some kick-ass guests, y'all. Like, y'all be doing the damn thing and... For those who, and this is really important because a lot of people say they do branding and marketing and you have to define what that means. You got to really understand that. And I'm telling y'all, and those who know me and work with me, I'm about my business. Brandon is preaching what branding is. <laughs> I am telling y'all, and you could take that and run with it. He is, he is, he is speaking those words. I'm grateful. <laughs> you are. I like you, Brennan. Thank you. I cool. like you. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Melissa L. Jones here on the Edible Activist Podcast. Um, I'm just really loving these conversations. I'm so excited to have you. I just feel the energy in this space, and especially since we brought in people who you work with, For and sure. they are just so blessed to have you. Like, you are a dope person. I'm sure your brother is, too. Shout out to your brother. What up, <laughs> And so we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back, okay? Thank you. 
You're listening to Perfect Day, produced by Artists Authentic. For more of Authentic's work, visit allornothingstudios.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Melissa L. Jones here with the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the lobby of the line DC here on Full Service Radio. And with my lovely guest, Brennan Gerald of Different World. Thank you for having me. I like a different world. <laughs> yeah, different world. It started, uh, you know, it started trying to um, create something for myself, specifically in fashion, because at the time, I had that podcast, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the blog. The blog, And we yes. were posting clothes every day, doing reviews, wearing these clothes also. But we weren't getting cut checks from the clothing company. So I said, why not just make our own stuff? So that's what you see here. You know, all of, all Brand, of our own stuff. Man. Absolutely. Wow. And I peeped that on the website. Oh, respect. I peeped that. Respect. I need a mug. I'm going to get me a mug. Oh, Don't I got go you. The website. I got you then. Yeah, yes. soulnowhere.com soulnowhere.com I love that soulnowhere.com absolutely Brennan do you feel like and I'm talking specifically to our tribe of people of color Mm -hmm. black and brown folks in the food space Mm -hmm. whether they're a farmer whether they're an artisan whether, whether they're a creative artist are we afraid to make money you know, I, I wouldn't say afraid. Okay. Um, I would say conscious of the fact that the industry that we're in is organic and free by nature. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little hesitant to throw a price on something. However, it, there are expenses incurred to farm, expenses right. incurred to help people, et cetera. So it's just a nature of the business. And that's what I was explaining earlier is that there's certain variables in business that you just can't leave out and the financial part is a key part of that so i say oftentimes that most times artists starve because they don't know how to sell so you can make a beautiful piece of art ding 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 but if you don't know how to sell it you can't earn any revenue from that you know then you're dependent upon getting maybe a manager or somebody like that and they get a cut so these are like fundamental skills 
that I try and teach as I'm learning them too. You know, I'm still learning right. every interaction. Um, and I just try and kind of kick that game out, uh, you know, to help my clients, but also to help, you know, just general people. Okay, so I'm just sitting here staring at Brennan as he talks, right? Because my soul, my soul is just like, yes, yes, yes. And it was just, I feel like you have to, and I've said this a few times before, I feel like I always say this on the shows, you have to meet yourself in a mirror, right? And just come to this space and say, this is what I need, this is what I need to do. Like, you have to be really wanted. Right. And... I feel like those who are there will understand where I'm coming from. And I feel like you may understand where I'm coming from. But I said the other day, even with what I do, you have to be a salesperson. Oh, absolutely. You have got to be a salesperson. Absolutely. There has got to be sales and marketing part of your strategy. You can forget about it. Because here's the thing. If you can sell ice to an Eskimo, (laughs) you're, you're in it. You got it, right? Right. You got like you, you uh, seriously. So you have to be a salesperson and it's one thing to be a salesperson. You hate what you're doing. Right. But when you're a salesperson and you love what you're doing, you're just constantly like selling yourself Mm -hmm. in a sense. And some people are scared to do that, to be honest. Some people are scared to promote themselves, to sell themselves. Uh, I know people uh, who have businesses, but are scared to promote it, you know, And, and oftentimes those type of individuals may turn into clients mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they know they have to sell to earn revenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And think about this. What is the number one rule of sales? Attention, right? Right. How do you get the attention? Cause that's what it's about. Exactly. Cause exactly. sometimes you just have to make it a thing. Put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Expose yourself. Right. Cause if you don't expose yourself, you can forget about it. You can just right. be sitting around waiting for someone to discover you. Exactly. And it's like, good luck with that. Yeah, it's harder to wait for sales than to go get them. You better go get them. That's a tweet, tweet, Brennan. That's a tweet, tweet. What is your, maybe not like the biggest, but because we had a little offline conversation during our break, but what do you predict about the food and agriculture space in terms of entrepreneurs? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in this space. I mean, whether you are having an herbal tincture line or mm-hmm. a tea line or, you know, a hot sauce line, pepper, pepper sauce mm-hmm. line, there's a lot of folks who are in this space wanting to develop these products, right? you know, and, and I'm, there's a lot of potential, but it's also, it's a lot of going on, you know, there's, it's crowded. Right. So what, what is your prediction about what's happening in the food and ag space? So what I think in terms of uh, the entrepreneurial food industry, I think we're at a unique point where those who can see the advantage and take it will go a lot farther. I think what the advantage is, is free promotion. I think free promotion in terms of memes. I think right now you have a meme culture that's promoting many of these, uh, many of these food trends, many of these food products, Uh, many agricultural, uh, I guess, lifestyle changes like agroecology, like Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, FMNR, which is uh, something that I learned about recently, which sort of promotes the revitalization of trees after slash and burn on. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. That's new to me. So it's like, I see two things on the stateside i see lots of people like you said coming up with oil companies coming up with 
uh, food catering companies. Yes. Everybody's sort of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that can benefit the local markets, the local communities. Right. If they're supported on an international level, we have indigenous communities yes. who are demanding that the GMO crops be pushed out yep. and that they are going back to indigenous seed systems. And these indigenous seed systems provide a whole different level of nutrient value Absolutely. than what they've been getting. So it's a paradigm shift going on all over. Um, and I think, like I was saying, with the meme culture, it's like people are shifting their mind and aren't even realizing that it's being shifted. You know, you see a meme, you see a little information but that stays in your subconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might even go research it. Mm-hmm. So as that continues, people are just, more people are going to go to Lisa. More people are yes. going to go to Eat for Beauty. More people are going to go to Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, and just go on and on until we finally have a economy in a community that's self-sustained. We have our own food, you know, our own practitioners, etc. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's going. More people growing their own food. Absolutely. Even those who aren't starting quote-unquote businesses. Right. They're growing their own food. Right. I love it. And you said that there's a paradigm shift taking place, even if folks don't know it. Absolutely. Wow. That's big. That's really big. So Brennan said I can ask him a question about, you know, my platform, <laughs> my 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 soon to be business. But actually, it is a business. I'm working on some things, guys. Mm-hmm. Um I can't work on it alone. That's the other thing. You can't do it by yourself, right? Right. right. You cannot do it by yourself. Facts. All right. So, Brennan, if you can give me any, just one thing, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a hundred because you're a smart guy and you are a strategy. I can tell he is a strategist, y'all. If you want anybody on your team, you want a strategist. All right. So, Brennan is your guy. One thing. What? I don't even want to call it advice. What is one piece of strategy you would give me in regards to this podcast platform or one way I can sell another way I can sell myself in this platform. Okay. Well, first thing I would ask you is what are your goals for the platform? What is your low goal? Okay. And then what is your 10 X goal? Okay. So I don't have a logo yet. I have some word in it, but I don't got a logo. No, like low goal. Oh, my logo. Okay, I heard. I, I didn't hear that low goal. Yeah. What is a logo? Oh, like my bot, like my hang, my low hanging fruit goal. Right, right. Okay, I don't know. I have a logo. Can I just tell you? I mean, my goal is to monetize it for okay. sure. Um, now, I do. I know you probably want to ask me how much. I ain't gonna say that over the air because yeah. I ain't trying to scare y'all. But. With that said, you know, I know there's some numbers that I need to crunch. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some levels that I need to, you know, put into an Excel sheet and say I want to hit X amount. See, I'm there. Absolutely. See, I'm there. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Got to do that. I'm a numbers person. Okay. I'm there. Like, I got this. I got this. Definitely to monetize it. But also, I want another piece of it, too, because that's easy to say. I want to monetize it. There are folks who... I want to get the word out about the podcast Mm -hmm. who don't know. And not even necessarily everyday people. There are writers, there are reporters, there are other people who have amazing platforms that are connected into the space. Like, how do I, is there a campaign? Is there a whole campaign strategy? Like, what can that look like without giving me all this free information? No, well, (laughs) you know, it's always free. You know, if you look it up, it's always free. 
Um, but think about this, right? So you just mentioned you have certain people you want to target. Yes. One of the things I do for my clients is the level one brand diagnostic. And what the diagnostic does, uh, it's a three-step process. It identifies your brand attributes, your user definitions, and your prioritized business goals, specifically around awareness, efficiency, and revenue. Now, the user definitions part of the exercise is something that could help you tremendously in that pursuit. What it does is identify on a demographic and psychographic level. Demographic, of course, you know, how much money they make, where they're living. Psychographic is actually how does their brain work? You know, what makes them buy, Mm. essentially, what makes them take an action. And you get this information about your users. And what you're able to then do is design either advertisements, design campaigns with their specific needs in mind that you're answering in the way you design those campaigns. So when you do that, your engagement level with the advertisements increases. So then the uh, specific user that you're hoping will tune into your podcast, the likelihood of that happening should increase. So it starts with knowing that specific information, knowing your user definitions, and then creating experiences just for them. And we're sipping on raw juice as we do this? (laughs) Quite possibly, right? I love to Right, right. <laughs> I, I need to be in a certain headspace when exactly. I'm doing this work. You exactly. know, you have to be alert, and that's really that's an important part of the work that you do. Oh yeah, joint ventures, strategic partnerships. You know, you could absolutely have some sponsored juices here. Ooh. You know, oh my gosh, just so many nuggets. Where can they find you? I'm gonna do this a little bit early. They yeah. need to go on your site now. Yeah, you can find me at Different World. That's D F F R N T W R L D. Um, also visit us at differentworld.tv uh, if you're interested in branding you can check out our Business Boost podcast if you're interested in regular content music we have plenty for you there as well uh, we're online everywhere if you just search the hashtag I'm sure you'll find us and your products products are soldnowhere.com soldnowhere.com and that is a dope shirt yeah, so this I is the, absolutely uh, love that this is the official tribute uh to Nipsey Hustle, so to we Nipsey. actually worked with Nipsey back in '09 and '08. Rest in that. peace. Yeah, rest in peace. So we wanted to come up with something. Um, you know, it took a lot of time to sort of express how you're feeling. Absolutely. And I, I, I sort of best do that with art. So I just wanted to come up with a concept that honored him and my uncle. Yeah. You know, two kings of L.A. That is beautiful. You know, our last conversations or the conversations before last, um, I had two buddies of mine, LeVan. Um, I don't know if you know LeVan. Um, he is a renowned photographer and grower. He's out in Southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeremy Carey, who he's he's from the county. He's from PG County. But he uh, he was in Richmond and he had started a farm out there. He's back down in the area. And we talked about about um, pay tribute to to Nipsey and I said to them I said you know I it took me a while to really even express right how I felt right and you know I so it was that was just a little bit of space that we carved um, during that segment to speak on his legacy and just how it just hit us because they were they're two brothers from the entertainment industry too mm-hmm. and you know just to a lot of people know that he wasn't not only just an artist, but he was connected, you know, to this very, you know, healing and wellness journey. And him and his family come from a very deep spiritual, you know, um, background. Right. And you'll hear his mom say, know where you come from. Absolutely. As black people, know where you come from. Absolutely. Go back to your roots. 
know who you are. Mm-hmm. So that that I I, to, I completely understand that, and I'm still to this day. Right. I'm like he's gone. Yeah. You know, at this point, I'm I'm trying to funnel that energy into you know keeping the marathon going. Absolutely. You know, for sure. And and this commemorative tea was something that sort of set that in motion, right? I love it. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with Thank you, Thank you Brennan. for having me. Y'all need to go check this brother out. If you are in a space where you don't, where you are stuck and you don't know what to do, and because you can't do it alone. And, you know, the thing about this, this podcast is that, you know, there are a lot of people who have wonderful platforms and businesses that they're trying to grow. And it's all about impact and it's all about that edible activism. But we can't do it alone. And, you know, as my one of my good friends, Maisha Taylor, Dreaming Out Loud, would say, like, we need to build strategically. Mm-hmm. We really got to do that. And um, we don't do that a lot of the times. Yes, right. we do need to work together, but we also need to build strategically right. in order to have successful businesses. And however people want to define success, you know, themselves, they can do that. But I really encourage you all to reach out to Brennan in a different world um, because he he's really speaking to what we need if we're really trying to build some things here and make an impact. Absolutely. This isn't about us. Yeah. Right? Come talk to me. I'd be happy to connect with you. Yay. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap up. He told you where to find him at. Okay. So I got a few questions for you. All right. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So, Brennan, what is your favorite leafy green? Dandelion greens. You're the second person who said that. <laughs> I love I the heard iron. they give you this glow, too. The iron. I like the iron. You know, it brings oxygen to the brain. Helps you oh, think more. I I got to consume more dandelions then. Kamari of K-Square Flowers, she said dandelions. I remember that. Okay, that's what's up. Sweet, spicy, sour, or salty? Mm, Sour. Sour. Really? Okay, okay. What is your favorite fruit? I would say lime. Really? Okay. (laughs) Lime. I love a lime. I love a lime. (laughs) Key lime. Key lime. Somebody said that too. Key lime. Okay. What's cooking in your pot these days? Literally. Uh, like food wise? <laughs> yes, food wise. I got a little ital stew. You know when the okay, weather gets I a little <laughs> a little rainy and humid, uh, whip up a little ital stew, chop up some veggies, mm-hmm. you know, throw it in the pot, a little water seasoning. Okay. Nice and easy. All right. I love it. I love it. One way someone can channel their inner edible activism. Well, besides coming on the podcast, of course. <laughs> My mama said that last time too, y'all. <laughs> I, think, I think they can um, do some self-reflection, wow. right? Because being an activist in its own, you're stepping out there. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there. Absolutely. Um, but to be an activist around this space, it takes a lot more because there's so many opposing views on it. Yes, it is. So you really got to cut through that to yes, uh, to reach the people. So. I think that would be a start. That self-reflection, man. Everybody's going through it right now. They are. So. In some way. Exactly. In some way. And it's so, I swear, every, I'm telling you, Brandon's been speaking to my soul the whole, he said, you're putting yourself out there. You know, I think about that every day, Brandon, every single day. I'm like, every time I do something, I'm exposing myself. Mm-hmm. And some days it's scary, even though I love it. Right. But it's like, you have to do right. it. Right. Right. You know, you do. You have to expose yourself if you're if you're choosing this lifestyle. If you're choosing this lifestyle, you can't hide behind right. anything. There you go. And I know a lot of people who's hiding behind stuff, and they right. want to do great things, 
you know? So when I do stuff, people may see the happy-go-lucky smile and I'm exciting and all that other stuff. But, like, most days I'm like, y'all, like, some of this stuff is scary. Right. Like, it just is. Putting yourself out there. Yeah. No joke. For sure. <laughs> For sure. No joke. So, well, thank you so much. Thank you. I know you got a busy schedule. I appreciate you carving some time out for me. I appreciate you. These I'm very grateful. conversations will continue. And I hope that we will definitely you know collaborate more and um i know i could use you and everything i got going on yeah just reach out i got you <laughs> all right guys thank you for tuning in you all have a wonderful wonderful day peace peace thank you everyone for tuning in we are here live on full service radio every wednesday at 11 a.m where you can catch today's episode on fullserviceradio.org as well as itunes and spotify be sure to follow me at Food Talks in Color on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Are you an edible activist? Sure you are. Come join me on the show. I would love to feature you. Just shoot me a DM on the gram. Peace and blessings all. And remember, there is no culture without agriculture. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.